0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. And before we move forward, I just want to ask you really quick, close your eyes. Well, not if you're driving, not if you're driving, (laughs) but close your eyes and envision me just wrapping my arms around you, giving the tightest, tightest squeeze. I wanna thank you so much for listening to me all year long, for allowing me to be a part of your journey as you are growing and developing in your career as an operations professional. I could not think of a better week. This is Thanksgiving in the United States. And I just wanted to really say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this and to having conversations that don't feel one sided. I'm always listening and getting feedback from our group, the Ops Insiders group, which is our private Facebook group. I'm just, I'm I just am grateful. I wanted to take the time today to just say thank you. Thank you so much for listening, for hanging out with me, for asking good questions so that I can deliver good quality content for you guys every single week. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. I hope this time is precious and valuable and you do take the time to unplug and spend some QT with your family, whatever that may look like this year in this crazy 2020. We're gonna dive into our guest today and we have a good one. It's a biggie. And this is one of the biggest questions I get from gals who come through the Director of Operations program. Once they're done learning all the content and pulling in all the strategy. It's time to put this into practice. If we're in this to build a business, it requires us to go out there and become visible. And so I asked this guest to come on and to go over to give us some really tangible strategies in what we can do to make this a little bit easier. So Lisa Simone Richards is a publicist for online coaches who want to confidently stand out and attract more people, which is what we all want to do. And she's here today to show you how to become an influential director of operations and an expert in your industry. When she's not speaking on stages across North America or shooting national TV segments, you can find her swinging a kettlebell at a dog park or baking her next experiment in the kitchen. Doesn't she sound like so much fun? Ladies, you're in for it today. She brought it, she gave me some actionable strategies, like things like literally get your notebook out, you're gonna take some notes. She's gonna give you things that you can do right now to put yourself out there, to get more eyes on you, to become more visible. Having those conversations is so, so important. So without further ado, here's my interview with Lisa Simone.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here, Natalie. And oh my gosh, COVID has definitely created a lot of baking opportunities for me. We ran ran the gamut in the last few months.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say I could not find any yeast in town anywhere. And I ended up ordering it off of Amazon for some stupid expensive price. And all because I wanted to make and bake a bunch of bread, which no one in this house needs. But (laughs) yes, it has been a Oh my gosh.
1: Go ahead. I was just going to tell you the funniest secret. This is what I found out when it came to buying yeast. So my family, is, uh, our backgrounds from Trinidad, and I couldn't find yeast anywhere either, just like you. And one day, my mom wanted to go to the little Caribbean grocery store, and guess who was stocked up on yeast? That is the only way we were able to find it for a reasonable price. Oh, my so it was goodness. was still a shortage. Check out your local
0: international markets. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Oh, the things you find out when you interview really cool guests. Well, Lisa, I'm so excited for you to. I know I've read your bio, but I'm really excited just to dive in. We've had some conversations and I know you've listened to To the podcast yourself, but we are talking to people who are service-based professionals. We come into the world with like bleeding hearts, great servants, and we're still leaderly and we have a lot of expertise in the operational sector. So we come in and we specialize in partnering with small business CEOs to help them kind of remove themselves from the day-to-day. This is really essential when we start scaling businesses and we're kind of that secret weapon that helps them. And so we We focus a lot of our attention on helping other businesses. And what I see as I'm coaching and mentoring other DOO professionals is they know they need to be visible. They know they need more eyes on them, yet they're a little bit intimidated on the different approaches. So I'm going to leverage your genius today to help walk these gals through some real practical and tactical things that they can do. So knowing what you know about directors of operations, give us just a few tips on what your suggestions would be for someone with this type of personality and our goals of being booked out. How would you suggest us get more visible?
1: Yeah, I would start off by saying, you know what, you don't want to put a square peg into a round hole. So there is the argument that we should know our strengths and rely on them versus try and build our weaknesses. I'm going to go on team, know your strengths and run with them. So I think it's a matter of really understanding a marriage of two things. Number one, what are your personal strengths? I'm an only child. I have what I call only child syndrome syndrome put me on stage in front of a thousand people and I'll get up there and be like, Hey, everyone be quiet. I'm here. Attention on me now. So I thrive being in front of people. However, there are some people who that would just be their biggest nightmare getting in front of that kind of a stage. Maybe you're an individual who prefers to rate. So then let's focus on something in a written format. So number one, know who you are and how you shine. That could be by being interviewed for a written piece. That could be speaking on a podcast or a radio interview like that. Or if you're somebody who is okay with being in a visual format, getting on a stage or getting on a television. So the first thing is to really know who you are and where you thrive, because let's just focus on highlighting that strength that you already have. Then the second thing to think about is what are the goals that you would have for your business? So when it comes to creating goals around visibility and publicity, typically what I find are that people are looking for one of three things from the ABCs of publicity, as I like to call them. Someone could be looking for A, awareness. So just like you were saying, people can't work with us if they don't know that we exist or the business that we support exists. So we got to get out there and be visible. The B stands for buzz. I always find, especially if somebody's about to launch something, you want to be talked about, heard about, in a bunch of different places that wants to get that attention. So maybe you're looking to be in a few articles, podcasts, and TV shows all at the same time. Or C, are you looking to build and establish credibility? So an example I often give is, you know, people tell me, Lisa, I want to be on Oprah. Okay, awesome. But if you have a bricks and mortar business, let's say here in Toronto, where I live, getting an Oprah is going to be incredible credibility. No one will question you once you've been in Oprah. However, if you're looking to drive traffic in, maybe something a little less sexy and glamorous like the Toronto Star, our newspaper here is going to make more sense. So understand who you are and how you shine. And also think about what are the goals that I have for my business? Am I looking for or for the business that I'm supporting? Sorry. Is it to build awareness, buzz or credibility? Once you understand those two things, then we can start playing with, okay, what makes the best sense for you now in terms of pursuing visibility? This
0: is so interesting. So a lot of people that are in my community are, I would say I'm making these numbers up, but I'm saying 75% are probably not going to be comfortable being on camera, being on a stage and then 25% will. So let's focus on the majority today. You mentioned that if being on the stage is not your jam, then maybe you focus on the written piece. Are you still seeing that
1: the written work and written visibility is- You know, it's really interesting to hear you say that because when I think about blogging, for example, and guest blogging, to me, those really aren't as popular as they may have been 10 years ago. And of course, everyone has a different experience, but on the whole, I'm finding it's not as popular. However, I'm a huge believer in leveraging somebody else's audience. So there are different sites you could, for example, write an article on and that's going to get syndicated. So let me explain what that means. Just today, I was actually talking to someone about one of my clients, Leanna. She got featured on a site called PopSugar. So is a fitness trainer. She wants to be on a site popular with millennials who are also into health and fitness. And that's exactly what PopSugar gave her exposure to. So she um, was interviewed for the site. They did a slideshow on her story. It got about... 1,200 shares within seven days. And what was cool is it syndicated to msn.com and yahoo.com. So one story ended up in three places. All of them had a hyperlink to her website and to her Instagram. So she was starting to get more traffic to her website, more followers. So actually, yeah, contributing written content, as long as you're strategic about where that's getting placed, can absolutely drive traffic towards your business and help people know who you are. It's super effective. You just have to be strategic.
0: How would you, or where would you suggest people in our industry tackle that?
1: Ooh, I have an answer for that one. I love that question. <laughs> okay, so one thing that I recommend to everybody is contributing content to different websites is a lot easier than you might imagine. For example, if you're somebody who works in like mindfulness and wellness, you know, Thrive Global is a huge site that Arianna Huffington, formerly of the Huffington Post, founded. You could just literally Google right for Thrive Global and you will be taken to a page that you can fill out and all of a sudden you have access to a portal and you can say, I've been featured on Thrive Global, a site that's read by millions of people every single day. Here's the kind of overall tip that I can offer anybody regardless of what industry they're in. Go onto Google and type in, in quotations, write for us, W-R-I-T-E, write for us and whatever industry you serve or whatever kind of audience you want to get in front of. So for some of my clients, write for us coaches, write for us business, write for us health, write for us fitness. Look up whatever that is for you and you're going to get a list of results of different places that are looking for content and you can automatically just figure out where you can submit an article to, to be seen. This is going to help now when people are Googling you or the company that you're going to have backlinks outside of your own website and now this can help position you as an authority and get found in different places. Whoa,
0: that is so rich for all of you guys listening today, every single episode, we have an ops activity of the week, and that is going to be it. That is so powerful, Lisa. Thank you. I'm going to do that myself. And for me, just to put it in practical sense here, I'm going to put, she said to put in right for us and then the niche. And so I'm going to say right for us leaders or leadership or project managers That's who I need to come into my world. And so that's a great tip. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Ladies, I want you for the ops activity this week. I want you to tell us a couple of the results that you get when you do that Google search. You can come into theopsinsiders.com. There's going to be a prompt there where you can put your results in. This is super fascinating. Lisa, you should come join our group and see all the goodness that comes in through that one tip. That's
1: amazing. Absolutely, and it's so fun to share tips that people can actually put into practice right away.
0: Oh my goodness, right? Because we're dreamers. We we actually are very... We, we call them slow starts. If you're familiar with the Colby, maybe you're not, but um, a lot of our personalities tend to be very perfectionistic. And so we will wait to get something perfect. I mean, we get highs off of writing processes. So we're definitely a different breed, but we will want to make something so perfect before we finally do it. So when we're thinking about visibility, we as an operators, have the ability to complicate things or to over-research things, and then we don't take action. And so she's just given you an actionable tip that you can do right now, get results and understand without having to go out there, even putting on makeup and getting out of your pajamas, you can do this from your home. Now, for those people who do enjoy kind of the tea that have more of that maestro or that teaching essence to them and and like the presentation piece. Give us some tips on what they can do to get visible.
1: You know what? One of my favorite things to do, and I love thinking about creative ways we can leverage other people's audiences. I love social media. How cool that we can slide up in our ideal clients' DMs. I absolutely love Facebook ads. How amazing that we can target people. But we can get super creative with how we show up in front of others. So something that I stumbled upon in 2018 that has been a huge game changer in my business is thinking about doing guest trainings in other people's masterminds. So I'm guessing that a lot of people who are even listening to this are probably part of some sort of network or business community. And as a part of a mastermind myself and a leader of one, I've had the opportunity to connect and build relationships, like not just mastermind, but friendships with a bunch of people who actually host trainings for my ideal clients. So something that I'll do is reach out to them. And it's always about coming from a place of value. So I will never reach out and be like, Hey, Natalie, I'm launching this course. Can I come in and do a guest training for your (laughs) audience about visibility? No, it would be like, hey, Natalie, I know that so many of the people that you work with want to become visible, and I have some strategies that I would love to share with them so that they can actually start putting into practice. Would that be valuable? I could come in for 60 minutes, and they're going to walk away with this session knowing how to number one, two, and three. So, that's an email that I sent to a number of people in my network. And what I love about this strategy is it creates a win win win. Number one, it also takes a lot of pressure off. Like a lot of mastermind groups are around that 20 person mark. So, it doesn't feel like you're in front of a stage or an audience of hundreds or thousands. And the win 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 that this creates, because I believe it totally gets to be a takeaway for everybody. For the host, they're surprising and delighting their mastermind members. Now, you're bringing in content that they weren't promised it's a value add. For the mastermind members, they're about to learn something that they would not have gotten access to otherwise. And for me, as a person who's coming in to teach, how cool is it that I can now show up in front of 20 qualified leads people who I know are willing to invest in their business, who are committed to their business growth and be able to share powerfully. And what's awesome is I'm coming in as a warm lead now. It's not like I'm cold traffic. They don't know me and they just happen to see me in an ad because this mastermind host has invited me in. I've been vetted. There's a certain level of trust that they have in me now since somebody that they look up to and have already paid to work with is saying, hey, listen to what Lisa has to share. So again, we can get super creative in how we figure out how to get in front of people. And that has been such a big game changer for me.
0: And one of the coolest things is this is absolutely unpaid and it is hard to get a super qualified lead that is not a direct referral through an unpaid resource. So this, I love this. And I was telling Lisa, before we hit record today, all the gals that have been through my programs, know that what has Really the game changer that took me from serving one to two or having one to two sets of eyeballs on me to completely changing the game and getting lots more eyeballs on me was the ability for me to come in and do exactly what Lisa just shared. So I have been privy to going into masterminds, really genuine connections, people that were my peers five years ago that I have stayed in good touch with, building relationships, maintaining relationships, networking with people. People, They're just good people, right? But other people have access to your perfect customer. And it has been such a game changer for me to go in. I love teaching. I love talking. I love sharing my intellectual property because I know it's every single person listening today has something that people need. You just gotta find that group. And if you can identify those groups and where those people live, leverage somebody else's audience. And like Lisa said, it's a win-win-win. I have even in my own business pulled other experts in, and had them come talk to our certified directors of operations. It is such, like she said, it's a complete win for me because I am not the queen of visibility. I can tell you what I have done, but it sure makes more sense when I have Lisa, who has built an entire business, who has so many great testimonials and successes from doing this. This is her focus. Mine is operations. So when I can pull Lisa in to tell my operations people how to get visible, of course they learn, but then if they need additional help, they've got a trusted resource who already knows what they do. So I believe that this is such a game changer. It's also something that is accessible to anybody. You don't have to be at a certain level in your business to offer this service. Do you feel the same way? 100%.
1: 100% and I think the interesting thing about what I do around visibility and publicity is people feel like, "Oh, well that's for them, you know. That that's for the celebrities. That's for the Amy Porterfield." And I think that's the biggest thing that I have to crush as a visibility coach is letting people get past that imposter complex knowing that this is for you. If you're good at something and you have a business in it, you absolutely deserve to be getting it out there and promoting it. And how interesting is it that something that for me, I don't know about you, but for me it feels far less intimidating to do a Zoom with 20 other people than it does to go on stage in front of, let's say, 300 people. And chances are you'll probably convert higher in that smaller mastermind group than you will from a stage. Absolutely.
0: Because guess what? Those 20 people are all connected. When you get off the line with them, you are now the commonality between them. So they're having side conversations. And, you know, when they're having a, a block with, visibility later on, they're going to come back and reference Lisa, the impact that Lisa had. And so there's a community that is supporting you, not just, someone in a, you know, I've done lots and lots and lots of speaking. And I believe that that has also been instrumental for me, but I also know the people that are listening to this podcast don't really get the highs and the joy like Lisa and I do by speaking in front of an (laughs) audience. (laughs) But when I'm speaking to an audience, there's a bunch of individuals that are likely not deeply connected like they will be in a mastermind. So, you know, those people that are at a, that are at a conference, you know, they're, they're together, they're spending, you know, one day, two days, one hour together versus the mastermind where they're going to be spending weeks and months and, and potentially an entire year together. So I believe there's a lot of magnetism there and a lot of stick to it. I don't believe that's a real word, but a lot of stick-to-itiveness. <laughs> it so, is now. Yes, there we go. Awesome. So I talk to directors of operations often about the different People who need their services. So, we all, as a certified director of operations, they have a license to perform the strategic mapping model. This is a tool that every single business, regardless of the type of business, can use to get clear, to really help them grow, build their teams, build their systems and processes, all that good stuff. So, while this episode is certainly not about strategic mapping, that is something that people can sell. And when I tell them to get out there and share this service, One place I always tell them to sell this at is in their own backyard, which is their local community. So give us some ideas. If that's an approach that somebody wants to take, give us some ideas on how to get visible in your local area.
1: Oh my gosh, so many interesting opportunities here. And I almost even love to kind of start off by sharing a story about some clients. So in 2015, I worked with, I'm guessing most people are familiar with the Property Brothers, Identical Twins and House Flipping and whatnot, non-renovations. I worked with the versions of it in chiropractics here in Toronto, Doctors Marco and Paolo De Chiantis. And one time they had an opportunity, actually a few times, they had an opportunity to be on a TV show called The Social. So think of that as our version here in Canada of The View, like national audiences, 1 to 2 p.m. prime time. And they did this show two or three times. It was awesome. They ended up actually even getting paid because they were leaving their practice to come in on Beyond Television. And one of those segments, by the way, is a few hundred thousand dollars. That's what Walmart's paying to get on there. Mm. That's not the point. So they did this massive TV show, got them exposure across the country. Now, keep in mind, they have a bricks and mortar practice here in Toronto. They're not national. When they got featured on the local cable television show that was manned by a bunch of volunteers, it wasn't all fancy and shiny that's when they got more results in their business. Mm -hmm. When they were featured on the local radio station, that's when they got more foot traffic, the people who had the ability to pay them coming in. So this is why I say it's so important to know, are you looking to build the ABCs of publicity, awareness, buzz, or credibility? So when it comes to a local business, then think about what are the local things in your backyard you could be featured in. A lot of cities, if you're in a larger metropolitan area, are going to have a morning television show Typically, they air from 6 to 9 a.m. It could even be as early as 5 to 9 a.m. Know what it's like to come up with content for three hours of television five days a week? They <laughs> would love to hear from you if you've got a great idea that looks good on television. That's so Maybe true. Maybe it means getting 100%. That's 15 hours of content they have to come up with. That's Oof. a lot of pressure.
0: And it's not like they're doing, you know, one hour of content each day on every topic. It's like five and 10 minutes. So it's tons and tons of topics.
1: Exactly. So, the really interesting thing is some of these opportunities are way easier to actually get access to than people have any idea about. It's just a matter of knowing how. So, local television is one option we explored. I always encourage people to have what I call a healthy media mix. Everybody typically likes to learn one of three ways, by watching, by listening, or by reading. So consider exploring local television. Local radio is also another great option. If you have an online business, you know, podcasting, something like this is fantastic. And if you have bricks and mortar, getting on a local radio station story. Here in Toronto, we have two news stations that are literally looping information, traffic on the ones, weather on the fours, whatever it might be. Imagine getting an interview there and looping your story maybe five six times in a 24-hour period. Also, local newspapers. Again, depending on what the business is, chances are if you're in a lifestyle-type business, you would make a fit for a Saturday section or a weekend paper where it's more lifestyle-related, a little less hard news. So maybe a local paper is going to be your option. But think about you know which one of those three areas is your strength, speaking on a radio, being seen on television, or potentially being you know interviewed in a newspaper. And that's a really good way to start thinking locally.
0: I love this. And I believe that you mentioned a healthy media mix. I also think that as your business scales, to use your term, Lisa, to start looking at your clientele from a healthy customer or healthy client mix. So we're all looking for stability. That is something that's like a core fundamental We all need and want that. I'm working primarily with women, so we desire that even more. We traditionally take less risk, and so we want that consistency of income. And one way to do that is to really diversify. You may all be in the same niche. like You may be focusing on interior designers and performing operations for interior designers, but there are going to be interior design businesses that are online, and there are also going to be some in your local community. So finding that healthy mix A great way to do that, Lisa just shared with you, is figuring out how to get in front of those folks from your media sources that we all have access to. Something that's still blowing my mind is the fact that you're right. They've got 15 hours. 15 hours. And I've I've actually thought about myself. Like, I know if you're an operator and you're listening to this, you're sitting here thinking, well, nobody is gonna want to watch my five minutes about talking about operations. Ladies, it can't be dry. You can't talk about operations. We've got to be creative and come up with topics that, you know, maybe it's what do stay-at-home moms? What kind of skills do we have that I used in corporate that I am now using and building my own business, creating my own financial freedom and doing it from home? I promise you that is a message that your community wants to hear,
1: right? Totally. And it's just about thinking about what is the medium and how can I make this interesting? So if we're talking about television, they're concerned about how is someone going to, you know, not change channels. So how can we make this a visually interesting segment? If it's maybe not that great for TV and there isn't a ton of movement, okay, let's play that up and think about a print story where maybe we have some images we can contribute or maybe it's better suited for radio. So just really thinking about, you know, here's what I tell a lot of my clients. You don't need to be the best at what you do. Far cry from it. You need to be the two things my mom always asked me not to be fast and easy so if you can put a really great if you can put a wicked story together and give a journalist like think about what they're looking for if you can put together images if there are people that you can suggest that they interview if you can ideate the story from top to bottom and put a little bow on it you've just made their job so much easier. Like think about this TV producer that we keep coming back to. They have 15 hours of TV content to put together. Nevermind content for the Facebook page and the blog and the Twitters and the Instagrams. Like newsrooms are a lot smaller than they used to be. And the people in them have a lot more work to do and a lot more responsibility. So if you can come with a full-on idea from top to bottom and hand it to them all tied up with a pretty bow, you have a way better chance of getting a yes just because you did their job for them.
0: Absolutely true. Think about that when that happens for us, when you're talking to the leader and the leader has a really clear vision and what they want out of this project, it makes your job so much easier. So you're doing essentially the same thing for this producer. I have one question before we wrap up and I'd love your clarity on this. So you talked about the ABCs, Awareness, Buzz and Credibility. When we think about the ABCs, are those sequential or is it personality-based? Like, how do you figure out which of those is most important?
1: Yeah, for me, it's really about what matters in your business right now. Some different stages are, so let me think about this, maybe even from a few different client perspectives, because it's always easier from storytelling. When I think about awareness, I think about one of my clients, Amanda. Coincidence, they both start with the letter A. She was moving from Toronto to Houston, and she previously had a bricks and mortar business where all of her clients were with her in person. Obviously, now that she had to move countries, this wasn't going to be possible anymore, and she was starting an online business. The challenge was she just needed people to know she existed. So we focused on awareness for her because that's what mattered in her business at that time. For somebody else, if you're, say, let's, you have a launch coming up, then you want to have multiple people talking about you at once. So if you can be featured on a visual medium, an audio medium, and a written medium, all within, like, let's say, a week of each other, that's going to put you in a good position. Think about, like, with a movie coming out, you never just hear about it once. Actors are everywhere, doing interviews on TV shows, magazines, podcasts, the whole gamut, so that you hear about it enough that you actually go see this movie. Finally, credibility. I think about one of my clients, Cassie, who's phenomenal. The business growth she's had in five years is amazing. She came to me and was straight up like, you know what, Lisa, I know that this may not necessarily actually put money in my pockets, but it's always been my dream to be in self magazine. I have read that magazine since I was a little girl. And if I saw my name in there, I would know that I've arrived. Mm -hmm. But was like, awesome. Then we're just going to focus on getting your name in there. We know that when that story drops, you're not necessarily going to see a huge spike in business. And what was really cool is she did. She had a pixel track- tracking on there and she made more money in sales by the end of January 3rd than she had in the previous January altogether mm-hmm. because of that kind of exposure. But the point of what I'm sharing is what is the purpose? Do you need people to know who you are? Do you just want to satisfy a dream that you've always had or is it a matter of being seen on multiple touchpoints?
0: Yes. And I would say, if you're listening to that, I would ask yourself, reflect and and self-reflect on which of those would be the most meaningful today. And we talk a lot about planning and dreaming, but I want you to think about those ABCs as it relates to your business today. Not for the vision, not for the five-year vision that you have, because I want you to get visible right now so that you can grow your business in a way to where you can obtain that vision or or accomplish the vision that you have set for yourself. So is it awareness? Is it buzz? Or is it credibility? And one thing to highlight there, if I can,
1: mm-hmm. is really, it. don't feel like they have to be exclusive. Maybe you're looking for a combination. Maybe you're, I find a lot of people are into A and C. They want awareness and credibility. So it's okay if they overlap. Just be really clear on what the intention is.
0: I love that. So I, I will just kind of give my own personal reflection here. I wanted, I needed awareness. Like that was fundamentally, I believe all of us need awareness. And that's where we start. That's why I asked if these were sequential because, and maybe it's just my personal journey, but I was coming into the space straight from corporate. So nobody knew who I was. So I needed people to know who is Natalie Gingrich. What does she do? And then when I looked around and I started to see that I was kind of in a blue ocean, as they say, I was performing something and doing it. And perfecting something and offering something that nobody else was, or very few people were. So, I also wanted credibility. So, that's an excellent example because I really was A and C. I wasn't doing launches, I didn't really have anything time sensitive that buzz would have been important for me. Now, when I put out the certification, that's what I'm doing through my workshops and whatnot. I'm generating buzz through that avenue. But when I first started, it was all about awareness and credibility. So um, and then ladies, if you are interested in the director of operations certification, or you have come through the certification, then obviously I want you to showcase that credibility, that in itself, knowing that you have gone deeper in your training and personally invested in your development, that shows your credibility. So you'll want to showcase that. As well, so Lisa, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. I believe that this is one of the biggest pieces of business that really feels overwhelming to the gals in my community. So, thank you for coming on and making it just really practical, and also yeah. just being a great interviewee. I, I really appreciate you your time and you being here. If my crew is looking for a place to find you, give us the scoop on where we can go. And if you have anything for the audience, feel free to to leave it here.
1: So I think one of the things that we talked about at the top of our interview was, what's the way you want to get out there? Is it stages? Is it magazines? Is it contributing content? Is it doing uh, mastermind trainings? So if you're not quite sure of what that is for you, I've made it easy. If you head over to richards.com slash quiz, you're going to find a quiz called Uncover the Way: The Best Way to Get the Word Out About Your Coaching Business. Even if you're not running a coaching business, I promise this will help. So we're going to figure out what are your personal gifts? Is it speaking? Is it being in front of a crowd? Whatever that is. We're also going to figure out what are your business goals, kind of like what we talked about there with the awareness, buzz, and credibility. And based on knowing what your personal... Personal gifts are with your goals, I'm going to share with you one of the five best ways for you to get the word out about the business that you're supporting. And you'll also get a training video that's going to get you started with whichever one of those best five techniques is.
0: Ooh, I love a good quiz. So I want everyone to go see that. You'll find it in the show notes, but if you're listening right now and you're folding laundry or you're driving your kids around town, it's lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. Really easy for Perfect. you. I want you to go there. I've taken the quiz myself and I know that it's going to be really valuable for you. So Lisa works in PR for online coaches and something that caught my eye from her at the very beginning was the coaches piece. And every single person who's listening, who is in a support role in a business is a coach. You may not call yourself a coach. That may not be your title, but I can't tell you the number of times that people come to me and say, Hey, I didn't know you were a business coach. Guess what? Anytime you're a leader and a strategic partner in a business, you are absolutely a coach. So every single technique that she's going to share with you is applicable to your business. Really is going to depend on all of the things that we talked about today, where you want to be visible, what's important for you, and the methodology that you feel most comfortable doing. So ladies, make sure to take action. Remember, the Ops activity for this week is to go into the, into good old Dr. Google and put in there, right for us, plus the niche that you work in. I can't wait to see your results. You can put those in theopsinsiders.com. And I'd love to see you. Ladies, I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Lisa.
1: Bye, thanks so much.